For all my guys out there who are confused and stuck with their nutrition, who need some solutions that are simple and stress-free, check out my ebook that's in the show notes right now. I just released it. It's called Eat Like a Man, Look Like an Athlete, and I've been getting great feedback. It's literally a simple and stress-free guide that has templates and it's easy to follow that breaks down what to eat, when to eat it, how to eat it, how to adjust along the way, how to carb cycle, how to time your workout, nutrition, literally everything you need to know in order to get a better physique, get a leaner physique, be stronger, feel better, be more confident, and optimize your hormones. If you go to the show notes now, you can click the link for the book. It'll take you to a landing page, break down everything you need to know about the page, and you can purchase it there. With the book, you'll actually receive access to a Facebook group for accountability and coaching. So you can ask me anything you need about nutrition, about your training or whatever else you need help with. Go check it out. It's in the show notes now available there. You guys do anything fun this weekend? (laughs) Um, or nothing to get. Are you playing basketball tonight? Yeah, six o'clock. Is that going to be like Sunday every every week? Yeah, try to anyway. But I got a bunch of people confirmed already. Dope. So I'm looking forward to that. I went and shot. Around. I haven't played in like two weeks. Um, so I went and shot around yesterday. My jumper is still like it looks so good, and it feels so good. So I just you know. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm rusty. You're no, no, <laughs> no. Come on, it's man. like riding a bike, man. Shit. Shoot with my eyes closed. Um, What's not like riding a bike is golf. I knew you were going to say that. Man, I went and golfed. You got to be consistent as fuck. Yeah, which I plan on being. But uh, I found out that my the clubs I got, because I bought them off somebody, um, and he's probably... Five, oh yeah, five inches shorter you gotta than me. Squat into it, yeah, dude. That so, is the exact same problem I have because I use my brothers, yeah, and I literally I feel like I'm doing a quarter squat every time. It's yeah. just it's uncomfortable, yeah. and then you're like, I don't know, you just don't have a, a full swing with it. I will say though, well, I've never had clubs that fit me, um, but I mean, I had the best shot of my life on Friday, and I haven't played in like two years, so it's interesting how like how it works and in the way that i always describe golf to people is like for me personally is like people are like man like they either really love golf or they really hate it yeah right like and, and the reason i love it so much is you know it's not like i can just sit down and watch golf every weekend like i'm not like a, a golf head like that i do love to watch the masters but what i love about it personally is like it is the most challenging sport it's there so is. fucking challenging from a from a sports science perspective baseball is actually the most is the hardest sport on the planet really? right yeah um but for me like like the hand-eye coordination thing and like i think that i could hit a home run uh like i i feel like i could hit like a 90 95 mile an hour fastball you know over the fence first before i i get a hole in one on a golf course and that's like i i don't like watching golf but not that long i think it was the last time the masters were on i watched it with my dad and then when i really started paying attention to like the science behind it and like the fact that these dudes can hit it so far and drop that little ball Dude, on a dime. And control it. Like, that's crazy. It's insane. And, and they do it like, consistently. Like, it's super hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I would literally nail somebody in the face if they were standing that close to the sideline of yeah. where I'm golfing because I slice every yeah. ball. 
But that's because I used to golf and just get frustrated. Right. Because it's just, it's so difficult. But right. once I had more respect for it and then I kind of just chilled out about it, like not really caring, it was a lot more fun. I, I respect that sport more than oh, any yeah. sport. You gotta like, be it, super it consistent. humbles me. It's fun too because like on a sunny day, you can grab a golf cart, grab a couple of beers and just like chill. And it's like a long, like make yeah. an event out of it. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not like huffing and puffing and gassed out. Like yeah. it's actually kind of relaxing. Yeah. And I mean, it's a good opportunity to hang out with friends too. I mean, yeah. if you have friends that, that golf and meet new people, like we golf with this girl. So it was me uh, and Mike Owen um, and uh, really good dude. For those of you who don't, who don't know him, um, like crazy singer too, by the way, it's actually, it's, it's pretty surprising yeah. like how, how good he is. Um, but I went golf with him, like one of the funniest guys I know. So it was good to, to hang out with him and catch up. Uh, but we ended up golfing with this, uh, with this lady um and she said she's been golfing for like 20 years right like i mean her bag was just like spectacular she had all her clubs like in order and like you know she had her her set so as as soon as she took like her first practice swing i was like fucking a here we go right like she's just gonna smoke us which she did i mean she she crushed it and i was just like jeez and like me and mike were like in the in the golf cart just like Oh, here goes Kathy, another fucking <laughs> yeah. straight ball down the fairway. Bro, like, you that's know? that's how my stepmom is. It's like crazy. people like she she's jokes a lot and kind of messes around and like she doesn't like so she'll walk out there and like be like swinging her club around, like kind of fucking around. So people at the new golf club where my dad lives were just kind of taking her as a joke and like kind of like laughing and so they were doing partners and this guy got partnered with her and he was bitching about it. And then they smoked everybody because of my stepmom. Right. And she's nice. Yeah. And like my dad has to like really try not like he purposely like doesn't try to help her and like ignores her because like she'll smoke him if he yeah. does. It's funny. It's it was it was funny too because like I felt like she was just trying to make me feel good about myself because she was like, oh, I'm jealous of how far you can hit the ball, and I was like, I was like, but you're hitting it straight, you know yeah. what I mean? Like this is this is a sport where like it doesn't really matter. Like yeah, it matters how far you hit it, but like she hits maybe like 150 yards at a time. Yeah, right? and if you can't be accurate, where, with yeah, like with her driver. So and I'm hitting like a pitching wedge over 150 yards. Yeah. So, but for me, it's like man, like I'm spending time in the woods and shit, and like in like yeah. the thick grass, and you know, it's taking me forever to get to the green, whereas she's there and and par and shit. So yeah, I see, like, I need to like learn how to. And I think that I actually, I need to work on like, cause like, and this is the same thing with boxing. My lats were so tight. I couldn't fully extend. I'm so like tight. And like, I just want to crush the fucking ball that I never have a good shot because I'm trying so hard. But the minute I can like loosen up and just kind of like just push through and just relax, like the ball always goes way further. That's what's crazy is like strength has very little to do with how far you can hit that ball. And actually the more tense you are, you're going to lose a lot of power. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's dope, though. I know I need to, I need to get back out there though. Yeah, we'll have to go out. I, I pretty much wait for summer. Like my dad, dude. My dad's been golfing every week throughout the whole year. Like no matter the weather, he's dedicated. Yeah, I'm just. I, like, I want to get there. There's no way that's happening this no. summer. But my my goal is to get out like ten times this summer. Yeah, like that would be solid. Yeah. All right, let's get on with it. All right, we're gonna go through. Uh, our favorite exercise, so this is kind of opinion-based, but you guys can take a lot out of this. Our favorite exercise for every single muscle group and why. So we're going to go over like each muscle and then in what our favorite, like what our number one, like we can only pick one exercise for that. And now there's going to be a lot of overlapping stuff, right? So like, for instance, a deadlift, it's obviously not even considered a glute exercise or a hamstring exercise. It hits a little bit of everything, but 
I think it should be fair play if we want to choose that for our glute or hamstring. Yeah, yeah whatever, most definitely, because I mean? so, just because of the dominance. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll say more dominant exercise. So let's start. Uh, you want to start uh, at the bottom and go all the way up? Let's do it. Um, okay. So we're gonna go with calves. calves. <laughs> well, I like calf raises. <laughs> with my calves. Actually, <laughs> I like I you know I like donkey calf raises. Have you seen those? You would. Those are crazy. Have you ever <laughs> seen the famous picture of Arnold doing yeah, those? Where with he's got like girls two girls on his, on his back. Yeah. No, actually, you know what? My favorite would be uh, stairs. I would go with stairs. Mine would actually or jump be, rope because that those two just murder my calves, man. I'm not used to it. Uh, sleds for me, or or uh, actually, I would have to say just jumping, like squat jumps. Yeah, because you do have to get into triple yeah. extension and and that was dude. That was one of the first things that like the next couple days after my first week of boxing. My calves were just like on oh, fire. Yeah. Cause I haven't jumped rope since like fucking yep. grade school or yep. some shit. Cause I never do that. But I, I hate jump roping. I don't. I don't like it either. But now I'm getting like nice where I can like switch feet and like yeah. hop it. Like yeah. and it's kind of nice. Like I like it. But the first couple of weeks I was like jumping super high and it was just, like <laughs> I didn't know how to jump rope. I kept hitting myself. Yeah, you're not supposed to leave the ground. <laughs> uh, I watched some like Rocky videos on YouTube right, and just then like, barely leaving the ground. Yeah. And then I came back in and like, it was funny because I did, I watched some videos, I got good at it and then I came back and I'm like having a conversation with him, just like, like barely moving, like super nice. He didn't even notice or compliment. Yeah. Fucking asshole. He probably still thought you looked like shit. All right. So, uh, let's go. That was quick. That was quick. Caps is the easy one. Let's go with quads. I'm going to go with, um, and this is actually something I, Bulgarian split squats were always my number one leg exercise but i actually have been loving uh close stand close squats, stand squats man. yeah and i've been doing them so i actually replaced my barbell squat for the week with a close stand squat so one day i do close stance and then the other day i'll do assistant work for it but it's actually more comfortable for me like my uh i've always had a more narrow stance but like elevating my heels and going in a close stance and just letting my knees fall forward and, and just sitting into it like i get way more range of motion zero back pain i can actually load it up and obviously the, the quad pump is just stupid right. So that's definitely going to be my go-to. I'm still going to have to go with Bulgarian split squat just because I love like the single leg isolation stuff. Like I'm not really like that big of a fan. Like when I'm doing like upper body stuff, I don't like I do implement single arm stuff, but like I don't enjoy it as much as I enjoy single leg. You know what I mean? I think it's just because like I really enjoy like that feeling and like that lactic acid buildup. Yeah in my glutes, hamstrings and quads and stuff like that. But like, as far as quads go, definitely, uh, the Bulgarian split squats. And I always do tempo now. Yeah. So even if I have like heavy dumbbells, I'm only going to go anywhere from like four to six reps, but like, like really control it down, pause at the bottom. And then even like on the concentric phase or going up, still going up at a, at a tempo. So not even See, necessarily exploding up now. And, and it's way, it's just safer too. Right. You know what I mean? And like, so if you go, heavy and we've talked about as much times like a heavy squat is more compression on the spine but it's the same thing like i chose a, a, a closer stance and i get more range of motion i get more slow it down more t- but i don't have to use as much weight right? right so it's less pressure on my spine but i get a way better significant result from it but then like longevity is huge like i heard jay frugia say this on his podcast today he's like i used to be i think he said i used to be or like he says people always say it's like Oh, while you're in your 20s and stuff, like hammer out the hard stuff while you can. And then when you get older, like worry about the stuff. And he was like, but by the time you get older, it's too late. Right. And now you're trying to rehab everything. Right. That hit home with me because I've, I've already suffered stuff at like age 21, 22. I started having back issues. I was like, okay, like I, I still have a lot of time to just play it safe. Like, what's the point? If I'm not competing for how much weight's on the fucking bar, 
who cares? Right. Right. And, so, and I don't know how many times we've said it on the podcast too of like, man, like prehab is always going to be better than rehab. Yeah. 100%. Right. Like you never want, it's like, it's like, oh, well, man, I got in a car accident and what could I, what could have I done to prevent it versus like, oh, I got in a car accident. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm now rehabbing for like, don't get in a car accident in the first place. Like yeah. it's not always, you know, sometimes it's not up to you, but yeah, yeah. you know, I'd but rather not is, yeah. get in the accident. Anything we can avoid, right? right. Like, no, I think that's huge. So yeah. I, I definitely agree. Dude, um, actually, I mean, to kind of go back to this is, is that with that variation too. And I think that a lot of people can relate to this, which is why I'm pointing it out. You're talking about Bulgarian or Bulgarian, close dance? Okay. Uh, Bulgarian split squats, uh, that one hip will tend to internally rotate as you go down, especially like when you, when you rush through the rep. So like you, you'll notice that like if you were to put somebody's knee on a line, right. Or kind of give them a track, usually it's going to go off that, mm-hmm. that track and almost collapse in towards that foot that's planted into the ground, right? So the more that somebody can uh, resist against that, right, and and kind of focus on keeping that down knee, um, you know, in a line and keeping the top of your foot flat on on whether it's a bench or the the Bulgarian Pad. uh, pads that that we got. Um, the more bang for your buck that you're going to get out of it, you're not going to, your low back's not going to bother you because your hips will stay in alignment. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and actually like Luca took me through that one and it was like, cause I, I was doing like heavy, like trap bar with the big rogue bar. I was doing Bulgarian split squats with that. And he was like, this is what's going on with you. Like try this dude. Like it made like a world of difference in my, in my, uh, in my split squats and I slowed it down and like, I, it, it crushed me. Right. So I think that everybody like should really focus on that when they do Bulgarian split squats, because I think that a lot of people are doing high reps and then kind of just, you know, running through it. Right. Whereas like you're going to get a lot more uh, you're going to l- get a lot more out of the exercise if you just slow it down and yeah. focus on the movement. I think another thing to point out, too, since we're correcting people's I see this a lot when people post videos or pictures is they're so far away from the bench or the pad that their back knee is not flexing a lot and they're right. stretching the shit out of their right. hamstring and uh what that causes them to do is get into an awkward position. You're yep. going to stretch on your low back and you're just going to hurt yourself, right? Yep. You're stretching the hip flexors too much. You're too active. I would, oh, I always encourage people to scoop back so you can get a lot of flexion out there. Your body should be super upright, right? So, and then get the top of your foot, which takes more ankle mobility, get the top of your foot flat. Cause I see people put their toes on it too. And then it pushes their body forward as well. So it's just awkward positioning, yeah. but I can't tell you how many times I've seen just people reaching so far back for that pad and it just messes with their form completely. Yeah. So you should have a, a, a more flexion there. All right, let's go. Um, Hamstrings. Yep, right to the back. Um, for me, that's hard. I will say, like, when I was demoing the the hamstring uh, Swiss ball walk, like, stepping curl for mm-hmm. Kaiser today, like, yeah. that shit <laughs> lit up my yeah. hamstrings. Um, so I like that, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the stiff leg deadlift. I, I, that's been my, like, bread and butter for my hamstrings lately just because you can create a ton of tension on the bar and then just – like you don't need a lot of weight and you can just control the stretch. And I know that like hamstrings develop really well under like lower reps with a lot of tension. Right. So for me, the best way to do that is if I'm not sprinting and being explosive, like I'm going to go like super slow, negative hamstring, uh, stiff, stiff leg deadlifts. I like it. Um, for me, uh, it would have to be Zercher bar. Good mornings. Um, and, and really that comes because, you know, I, I did hurt my back and there was a lot of stuff that I couldn't do. And, uh, I actually, uh, 
somebody wrote this article for Westside Barbell. I don't I don't think it was it was and it was a long time ago, so I don't remember exactly who who wrote it, but that's one of their most used um accessory exercises, right, right? especially for the deadlift cuz they don't like when they're in, when they're training for competition, they won't even touch like a regular like a full uh range of motion deadlift, yeah. right? So they all they do is accessory work to build up to that and and to and to help out that that main lift and the good morning he said was something that they really used because it mimicked the the movement of the deadlift but also engaged a lot of a lot of core as well yeah so i was like okay like you know i can still get into this range of motion and protect my lower back right which was really bothering me at that time um and i could really like slow down and focus on like what my hips were doing um, so that had a, a big role in kind of like my rehabilitation, um, to, and it's a similar movement to the exact same one I was just talking about. It's yep. just loaded in the front. So for anybody who doesn't know, a Zercher bar is like a zigzag bar that you hold in your elbows, like almost like a sandbag would mm-hmm. be held. Um, so you hold in the front. I like that one too. I hate uh, regular good mornings with a bar on your back. It's oh, so yeah. fucking awkward. And, yeah, and, and like, and it's just, so if you live in extension too, yeah, like it's 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 really hard not to like mess your back mm-hmm. up with that. So I, I like that variation too. Um, so glutes, let's go glutes. Um, Hip thrusts all day. I was gonna say we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna skip adductors and all that kind of shit. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, you're going with hip thrusts. Yeah. I, I'm actually going to go with something I just started doing uh, myself and I started implementing with clients and that's band resist RDLs. And I usually do it for activation, but when I heard Christian Thibodeau talking about it, he was kind of saying he's really quad dominant. So the hip thrust is great, but he doesn't get a ton of activation in it. And that kind of resonates with me because I'm the same way. Like if I do a back squat, my quads are pumped and my glutes aren't like where some people are the opposite, like because they have long femurs. So for me, the band resistant RDL is perfect. So you pretty much take a band, put it around your waist, put the band around a bar and you just walk way out. till you got a lot of resistance and just super slow, negative, sit back into yeah. it and let the band pull you back. And then I, the way I perform it is I drive explosively into the uh, band at the top and just isolate by squeezing my glutes and just holding it for a sec. And I use like really like I was using like 30 pound dumbbells, like super light, just really just there as like a counterbalance. Just so I hadn't knew what to do with my hands, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Cause that one fires up my glutes way more. I get way more of a stretch, uh, and I think that's why my glutes fire more on that because I get that stretch reflex. Yeah. So, and it's funny you say that because now recently I've been doing this superset um, at the end of uh, my dynamic effort day, which is uh, I'll go hip thrusters anywhere from like eight to twelve reps with a two second pause, and then I'll get into ten reps uh, per side of single leg RDLs, <sighs> and like I'll use like a counterbalance, so like either the rig or a foam roller. Um, so I can load up the single yeah. leg a little rather bit rather than trying to focus on balancing. Right. Yeah. Right. I actually like that one too, because you can, it's crazy how big of a stretch you can get with like an offset single leg RDL. But if you're just solely trying to balance, it's so hard, yeah. but I do like doing double kettlebell where like you kind of have that counterbalance by right. the other kettlebell right. and just loading that up and then exploding through. That's a good one too. Yeah. But yeah, I'll definitely go with the bands of RDL. Okay. So glutes are done. Um, let's do, you want to do low back? Let's do low back. Yeah. Um, reverse hypers for me. Okay. I'm going to go with like glute dominant back extensions. Essentially very, very yeah. similar. Yeah. Um, it's easier for me to control. That's the only reason. I don't, yeah. I think reverse hypers are great and I actually program those more than the other. But for me, um, 
it's it's easier for me to control how far I hyperextend. Mm-hmm. Um, and on a reverse hyper, I always end up going a little bit too far, and yeah. then it, and then I end up overusing my back because I feel like with with working the lower back, it should be such a like a very small response, like as far as yeah, like how most, much activation, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, otherwise you're just going to, it's going to spaz out. You're going to get too much activity right. in your spinal rectors and it's just going to flare up for most people. Right. But, um, I think that the way that I've been coaching it is almost like a swing, right? Like you want to push or like you want to drive with your hips. Cause I think that that's, that's the thing is like most people will begin the movement with their, with their lower back, right? Yeah. Like, when you push your hips forward and like you keep your abs tight, like you'll be, you'll get into a position like when you, when you bring your legs up and like, as you squeeze your butt and then like you really emphasize like the, the hip extension, right. You, you will see like, if you watch it, right. You'll get that little bit of extension in the, in the lower back. Right. Which is good. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you want those muscles to fire, but like you said, you don't want to overdo it. But if you focus on just pushing through your hips, like, and not really driving your heels up, like you're using all glutes right. and, and hamstrings in order to get your, your legs up. Yeah. So it might, you might not even get to, to parallel. Right. But like the goal is, is to obviously like eventually get there. But I think that a lot of people will load up the movement too fast. Yeah. Right. Without really, uh, engaging and, and really owning that movement. So like, I mean, that would, that's my key with most people is to just like push their hips into the pad yeah, and kind of, can. exactly. All right. Um, let's just go look back and forth. So core, let's just anterior core. Cause I, I mean, technically your lower back is right. Yeah, exactly. Core. Yeah. Yeah. So your abs, so your I abs. guess you could say, yeah, actually let's, let's go around. Let's go obliques first. Okay. Um, I like, uh, Hand over your head, side raise. No. <laughs> I can't even say it all the way. Oh my God. I hate that one so much. <laughs> You're just cranking. Um, I would. I, I. I'll go with uh, windshield wipers. Like I don't think anything tears up my obliques like that does. And like that that V part of your oblique like just gets lit up. And and the thing is, is a lot of people can't jump on a bar and do those. I prefer doing them up there because it it. I have to stabilize way more, but even on a Swiss ball where you're like going really slow and controlled, like I have a video on my Instagram of me doing that where you're just holding something behind you that works just as well. Yeah. But I'm going to go with that just because it's, it's really good. It's a really good rotational drill, um, that you have to stabilize a ton. So I like that. Um, single arm, uh, loaded carry. So for me, um, if I was to program for clients, actually, eventually I want them to be able to do that. A lot of, actually, I have a guy right now who, um, it's crazy. Like I, I think that I'm going to, I'll post this before and after on the, on the mind versus muscle Instagram account. Cause like I showed you, I've tr- been training this guy three weeks or sorry, six weeks and his posture is completely insane, changed. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's absolutely insane, but he, he still can't do a single arm load of carry. So to give you kind of like a background, like this guy is a plumber. He's been doing it for years and years and years. And like everything he does, like he, like when he first started doing glue bridges, his lower back hurt. Yeah. Right. Like that's how fucked up he was. So, uh, I tried to, so we, I mean, we did a bunch of loaded carries, plank cold, stuff like that. We tried to progress into, I mean, we had a 26 pound kettlebell couldn't do a single arm loaded carry. Um, but then we started off with side planks, right? So we just regressed it. So I think that for most people, for most of my clients, I'd program that in. Yeah. Um, I program loaded carries and side planks 
way more than I think I've programmed a windshield wiper like on a Swiss ball like one or two times. Right. That's just my That's, personal yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's not something I program. Yeah, for out. sure. No, I know what um, you meant. I just but wanted I think, to... yeah. No, I think and I actually program side planks a ton because they help in they help increase internal and external rotation of your hips. So if you if you're gonna squat like doing some hamstring activation and a side plank variation, your squat will be deeper and safer for sure. So and because you'll get a lot more torque into the floor through your hips. Um, so I, I I agree. I I program that one a lot. Um, or like a side plank with the reach through where you reach underneath you with the dumbbell and then extend up. That shit is murder. Um, okay. So now interior. So abs, your six pack, uh, either a straight leg raise or toes to bar. Um, and again, like I've kind of been doing like a, a drop set, uh, variation of it. So like, I'll go like toes to bar. And then once I can't do like quality reps that, then I'll go into just straight leg raise as high as I can, maybe mostly like rib cage. And then once I feel like I can't get like hip height, then I'll just go, uh, knee raises. I think like it's tough for clients. I, I I love the perfect plank. I love just giving them a plank and just coaching the fuck out of it because I think that's just great. But for me, it's a, it's a hard toss between, um, but I don't always have a cable machine. Like I love doing cable crunches with a proper form on my knees. I've seen you give hella people that with like the bands. And Bro, shit. it works yeah. great. Like if you can learn how to compress your rib cage and exhale as you go and then slowly snail back up, it just lights up your core. Right. Um, and it's a, it's a safe way to load up a spinal flank flexion. You know yep. what I mean? Like that. And that's hard to do because a lot of people go on a decline and then they just do sit-ups and it's just mm-hmm. not good. I like hanging knee raises a lot and and I do not like uh toes to bar or straight leg raises and here's why is because and I'm I fall victim to hip this. flexors. Yeah, a yep. lot of people when they keep their they literally just dominate with their hip flexors yep. but when you bend your knees it's a lot easier to kind of tuck your tailbone and curl up. Yep. My hip flexors are overactive which makes sense why my I've had low mm-hmm. back issues, mm-hmm. I have quad dominant but so for me it's hard to like fatigue my abs before my uh ham or my hip flexors kick in on right. that. So I always go straight like or uh knees bent. Work on that mobility, bro. I know. See, but see, <laughs> but for you, like that stuff works, yeah, right? Like that yeah. makes sense. And and honestly, when you look at your legs, like being a longer lever when they're straight, it's gonna put more resistance on your abs. Yeah. Like it, it is a better exercise, right. but it's just hard for a lot of people to to activate it right. right. So But I'm I'm the same way though. Even even now, like if I if I shortchange my my mobility and like, I don't open up my hips before, like there's no way I'm pulling that off um, with success anyway. But uh, I I love it because I mean, just hanging, um, I do that before every session, uh, like really like decompresses your, your spine, right? Like your lats will start to relax, especially if you, if you focus on uh, diaphragmatic breathing. Um, So, I mean, you get such a huge bang for your buck for, for the exercise um, but I mean, again, like I'm not going to program that in most people's no. programs, right? Like that's, it's pretty challenging, but for me, that's my personal favorite. All right, let's go lats. This one's tough. Pull-ups all day. What grip? Be specific. Um, ring standard. Parallel. Uh, actually, yeah, I would have to go, I would have to go rings. I would have to go rings. Cause you got to stabilize a lot more. You it get a lot more. forces yeah. you to, to stabilize. It, I like rings because it, it, it puts you into a more natural position right. for your shoulders. So, right. and your elbows actually, and your grips. So you're way less likely to get injured, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it recruits a lot more muscle and stability. So they're a lot harder. Yeah. So you can't just bang out reps. And I think that's why people, man, 
There's like, no, there's no so you like know, fat grip ring, is there? No, like, but like you could probably thicker. hook them on there. Cause I hook, I did a uh, farmer's walks and I put the fat grips on straight on the kettlebell yesterday and or on Friday, but there's and, not as much of a curve. There's not a, on the kettlebell. You know I mean? yeah. 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 It's I don't still, know if that would work on the ring. Yeah. Um, I was watching, uh, so Ryan Sheckler, um, you know, Ryan Sheckler, right? Yeah. Pro skater. Like he, he does a lot of fitness stuff and he golfs and stuff. So I'm like watching his Instagram and I'm watching like his, his, he, he did a story, like the whole training session, his trainer just had it. And I was just cringing like dude, Adam do kipping pull-ups and he had him doing like snatches with overhead squats, which actually I was surprised his snatch looked pretty good. Um, and it was lighter weight, but it was in a circuit fashion with like that and like back squats. And I was just like, man, no boy, holler at me, Shex. <laughs> help you out, man. Um, for lats, I'm going to go with, um, close grip, neutral pull downs. Um, I like neutral grip chin ups too, but even like, I just, I get, for me, my lats work best with a ton of tension and if I can like slow things down, I just get way more bang for my buck. Mm-hmm. So I can control more. Like I know you're like you do half a pull up and your lats are on fire. Dude, I hang from the bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my See, lats not me. So yeah. in, in ideally, I would like two single arm handles attached to a pulley. So even right. like at vigor, I'll use the bands. Yeah. And I if I sit down and kind of like lean forward, let it stretch, lean back, and I really arch uh, the top of my back a little bit yep. and just dry melt But you down. can manipulate. Exactly, the, yeah. So even but even the V-grip neutral, I like better than the other ones. But, yes, like if I can get the two single where I can like rotate my wrist a little bit, mm-hmm. game changer. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely mine. Because um, then you get every phase, too. Like I can get the stretch phase, then I can get the – yesterday I was doing those for like 10 to 12, and then I went immediately just scooted over and grabbed the TRXs and did lat stretch. Dude, like my lats were torn. All right, so lats. Should we do like rhomboids, I guess, like mid-back? Ooh, mid-back. It's a little bit hard. I would actually have to say if I was in a seated, like almost like a seated cable row, but like with the bands, because what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know if you guys can hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you guys can hear that. What is that? Um, But no, like, uh, especially like with bands or a cable to where there's constant tension, right? Mm -hmm. So like, if you like, let your arms all the way out, and then like, you know, slowly retract in a horizontal plane. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. I like those too. I would go with something very similar. um, But I'm going to be like, extremely specific. There's a machine at the LA Fitness in Auburn. The rhomboid machine, <laughs> bro. Like it's 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 the same thing, but it, it's a chest supported row machine. So oh, a lot yeah, of places yeah, yeah. have it, but yeah. you can put free weights on it, so it's not a cable system. But the way the chest pads uh, set up, and then the the way the grips are, right. like I just love that one. But it's the mm-hmm. same exact thing because the cool thing is since it's pressed into your chest. It's easy to like let your shoulders protract and like really stretch if you your lats. Stretch control. exactly right. yeah. like open it's up and wing your scapula yeah. and then like arch back. So I, I like that. But same thing, it's always going to be like a machine. Like, but again, like I think the back. The more I train, the more I realize because I, I do think this mainly with the back. Uh, the whole entire back is like tension works best. Right. But the more I train, the more and like the more years go on, like the more I appreciate like the mind muscle connection, the more I appreciate tension techniques, the more I appreciate slowing thing down and dropping the weight. Like I've been less focused on strength and I just feel so much better. Like not necessarily strength. I shouldn't say that, but like 
every set being super heavy. Right. Like instead, like before I would be like, okay, I got four sets of eight. I need to hit them all at my heaviest weight. And now I'm like, I'm just going to like slowly work up to a heavy weight and hit one heavy set and be done. And I'm happy with that. Right. But that heavy set is performed way better and my joints feel way better from right. it. You know what I mean? So I think that's just, and that goes back to like longevity. Like I want to train forever. So I agree. Um, traps. So I think this is like, it's tough because I know like for me, if I do a, like a lightweight, actually, this is going to be my go-to, um, a lightweight, uh, long distance farmer's walk. Like if yeah. I go shoulders fully retracted, like there's not a part of my traps that aren't on fire. Cause I was going to say like, I like like lean forward or chest supported shrugs, but I really like, it's hard for me to get my low trap. It's more like mid and upper, but like with those farmer's walks, I'll get like 25 pound kettlebells and walk. So what is it down back three times? That's like, uh, 150 yards. Mm -hmm. So at least 150 yards or I'll go three minutes on one and a half minutes off. Like my entire trap, low, mid upper, it's like just on fire, but you have to stay in a super retracted position and don't pick kettlebells or dumbbells that you can't grip for that long. Cause it's not about that. Right. It's more about your back. I would say, uh, actually for me would be like a racked, a racked carry or racked walk with like kettlebells. Oh, um, like a kettlebell, like up top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that, I so mean, that's it, like it, double kettlebell f- front squat position. Right. For right. Listening. So it, it doesn't, it doesn't like emphasize more, uh, of my traps than like a normal farmer's walk. Right. But the reason I like it is because I've, I've had like shoulder issues, right? Like hooping and stuff like that. So, for me to get in, into that position, like my lats are firing, mm-hmm. my whole mid and upper back is firing, and I can feel it. Yeah. Right. So for me, it makes more sense. So it's kind of become my favorite. Yeah. My favorite trap exercise. Even though now I'm not, I don't have them. I haven't done those in in a while. But if I was to pick one, just because everything that I do, like I do a lot of deadlifts, man, my my traps, my whole back lights up from yeah. from deadlifts. I, so. I, I've noticed that too. Like when I did a, I hadn't done like heavy double kettlebell squats in a long time and I implemented them for like a four week cycle in the first couple of weeks my upper back was just on fire the yep. next day yep. like and it's one of those things where you, like with the three minute farmer's walk you feel it burn during right. but like those ones like the next day you're like holy shit mm-hmm. like that's a good one um rear delts uh I like I like pull aparts I like posterior flies which is essentially the same thing, but I got like this new variation I took from uh, Renaissance periodization. I've only, I've never seen anybody else do it. So I'm doing chest supported flies, but I go uh, thumbs down. Yeah. So pinkies up yeah. with like, and I prefer them with really lightweight and really high uh, rep count. So I'm I like doing them 20 to 25 reps in with like eight or 10 pound dumbbells, where I'm just going super slow and just feeling everything move properly, like that works best it, the rear delts are hard to hit for some people too for most people because a lot of people take over with their traps like yeah. you can do face pulls on stuff all day and you'll get your uh and even pull aparts like mm-hmm. for me all that stuff does cr- great work for my traps but for my rear delts like that's what i found to be the best when i used to get dry needled all the time i mean that would that would really as soon as he stuck that needle oh, yeah. in my rear delts i mean it would just it well would, and that's that kind of that trigger point where it's like a spider web of fascia right yeah. like you're so all three heads of the delt, your tricep, which is three heads, your traps, your rhomboids, your lats, um, stuff from your neck, uh, 
serratus anterior, like your everything kind of like conjoins into that point. There's one, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but there's like a name for it, but there's one in your hip too on the outer side of your glute. And it's essentially just like where all these different fascia and tissue and muscle tissue lines meet. Mm -hmm. So the likelihood of it getting like balled up and really like messed with is, is so high. <laughs> right. So it's the same thing. Like you take a lacrosse ball to the rear delt, that shit hurts. Yeah. So what are you going with? You're going with pull parts. Apart? Okay. Yeah. Super um, simple. I like the, uh, this is another one I got to give a number two because I love working my traps and, uh, um, rear delts. Uh, John Russin has the band giant set. So, and Michael knows that one cause I've been giving it to a lot of my clients as their activation. So 10 band face pulls, 10 band pull aparts, and then 10 over and backs with the stretch. And it's just like nonstop upper back. So you don't miss any part of your, right. your bag. All yeah, right. I thought, so I thought that was hella funny when, you know, like Christian, uh, Christian Thibodeau was, he was training or he was, I don't even, I mean, it was a training session, but he was more kind of doing like some activation and like pump work and stuff like that before he got into his, his lecture. But like, like he was just like, I don't know how many pull aparts I saw this guy do. Oh. And then he, and then he, he held that pull apart and end range and then was like walking, walking down and back. And like, you know, like it was That's, dude. So like Saturday morning I came in there before and he was doing the same thing. Yeah, and then he probably did like a hundred reps. Um, Friday they were doing a workout in the morning. I came in on Friday and they were doing a workout. Um, not before speaking, like just a workout. And, uh, or maybe it was even Monday. Yeah. I think it was Monday before Monday they morning. left. Yeah. Dude, his whole workout was a posterior flies, shrugs, T-bar row, pull apart walks, like a circuit. Damn. I was like, this guy just demolished. But I mean, yeah. the dude is, yeah. I heard him talking. He was like, yeah, I'm really trapped dominant. I'm like, well, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, that's all you're doing. Yeah. It's crazy. But I get, I mean, that's, I mean, that's been my focus for a while. Is like, I do pull parts every day, every single day. Cause one, I, I want to keep my shoulders healthy so I can continue pressing and boxing and stuff. But I've always just wanted a bigger upper back as well. And this is actually, you'll like this. So I added this into my core four as like a shift move because I kind of started just going through the motions where I was like, okay, I wake up, I write my gratitude, I meditate. And I was like, it doesn't like, it used to be like this thing where it was like, it just snapped me into like more power, clarity, all that stuff. So what I started doing is before I touch coffee, meditation, anything, I wake up, I make my green drink and I literally, and this sounds funny, I chug it as fast as I can. So I just like chug cold water. Mm -hmm. And I immediately do uh, 50 push-ups and 50 pull-aparts as fast as possible back and forth. So I go 10, 10, 10, 10, just nonstop. My heart's jumping, and then I sit down, put my headphones in, and I meditate for 10, 20 minutes. And just, like, slow my breathing down. Been a game-changer to, like, wake me up and get productivity and, like, blood flow. You get a little pump in the morning. And I can already see, like, my upper back's getting bigger in shirts just because I'm constantly working it. Right. And my shoulders are going to be healthier because of it, too. But that was that was a, a cool thing I started doing. All right. Um... I don't even think we should do neck. Um, no. Unless you, want, of, unless you want to do the... That, I mean, it's smart for wrestlers and stuff like that, <laughs> right. man. Like, they, they actually... This guy created... Uh, uh, Joe DeFranco had him on his podcast. It's called The Neck Trainer. And he's literally lowering the neck injury risk in the NFL. Like, cause he has all these players using this neck trainer yeah. and it's, and, and I'm pretty sure it's just this thing you wear while you train and it gives you constant resistance. So it's really, really cool. Um, so I thought that was dope, but, uh, it reduces neck injuries. So like it reduces concussions. It reduces, uh, uh brain damage and stuff because a lot of it is like due to having a weak neck and you're, you get like whiplash in your right. head so they can support more or something like that. Mm. I'm not the best person to talk about. I didn't listen to the whole podcast, yeah. but he like gave a spiel about it at the beginning and it was dope what he's doing for the right. NFL. Yeah, I mean, like in college, I I, I, I I understand it, but like if you go, there's nothing that's gonna stop you. Like if you're going head on into somebody, 
at full speed, yeah. you're getting a concussion. But, well, there was other, but I, but I understand, like yeah. you know, like if somebody falls and so his uh, thing was he had he had uh, one of his so two athletes that he went to college with, he went to the NFL. One guy uh, died, and the other guy actually ended up um, like he has like some mental disorders because of like the concussions and stuff. And they, but they did tests on this bro, and it was like due to neck injuries. And he was like literally like they, so he trains guys doing these neck stuff. Now Joe DeFranco does too. Like I said, I'm not the best talk about it, but he's got a lot of. That's what I'm saying. And and my thing is like anything Joe D recommends, I I trust because he doesn't get paid for any of them, and he's legit. You know what I mean? But let's go. uh, Let's go shoulders. So. Just the entire delt, I guess you should say. Like uh, we did rear delts. There's not really anything great to isolate the anterior delt. I think uh, actually, yeah. Let's do let's do side. And well, then. I think because I, I mentioned this too in a in a in a previous episode is uh, dumbbell Arnold presses because I can get yeah exactly yeah no, I agree. Um, if I was to do if I were to split it up, I would probably go. Um, I really like kettlebell lean away um lateral raises because the way the kettlebell it's crazy the way it twists in your hands i watched this video on this the way it twists the uh resistance curve actually changes as you raise Mm -hmm. it and if you lean away the angle of your clavicle it disactivates your trap more so you literally isolate your shoulder Mm -hmm. which i like really lightweight yeah so really i was using the 18 because that's all we had and it was like eight reps i'm dying yeah so I would choose that for side. If I'm going to choose anterior, I would just go overhead press. But if I was to choose one shoulder exercise, I would do a heavy military press. I love just a heavy barbell overhead press. And um, I know everybody can't do that. Yeah, I was just going to say I like even more than the military press is uh, a landmine single arm press with a, with a band. Yeah, those are dope. So, I mean, just create a lot of And those are like yeah. a lot of bench. And I pro yeah, me too. And I program that or a regular landmine press or Arnold press or a kettlebell press way more than I do a barbell press. But I know that I have the mobility to do an overhead press with the barbell and I'm fine. Right. And to me, like that's just it's one of those ones too. Like I enjoy doing that more than a bench press, just from the functionality of it. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's more of a functional movement to right. me. I like the thought that I can lift shit over my head. Like I, even if you have the shoulder mobility, you still need the core. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. And not just anterior core, like you know your entire core. I use a to, belt when I overhead press, just so I can practice my breathing. Feedback, Dude, yeah. it helps so much. Yeah. Um, so let's go chest. Uh, I would have to say I don't want to say bench press just because like I want to give them something different. Well, <laughs> I mean. Dude, I love the bench press. <laughs> no, you do. I love the bench press. I've been doing like slow negative bench press with like, so like if you attach a band to like a pull up bar or at the top of a rig, um, what you can do is like you can load it up. Like let's say uh, for me, I think I worked up to like 305, right? So really heavy, but I'm doing like five seconds five second eccentric and then it kind of guides you pause back up. for two seconds and then like you still have to work a shit yeah. to, to push it up but you do get that assistance from the band right right so it kind of acts as like a spotter is that reverse band bench press is that what that's called or is that i, I don't know because there's one i think that's the reverse i, I band. just called it a band assisted I, sh- I shot a video on okay. it and i just called it band assisted bench press yeah um but yeah i, I mean you can you can forever. control the the eccentric phase and like really focus on crushing the bar getting your shoulders into a good position and like I, I just feel my chest a lot more than I would on a normal bench press. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go flat dumbbell bench press. Like I, I feel, or like a really low incline. But like I feel my chest work best when I can use dumbbells because I can go super slow and then I can get to the top and like 
pop a balloon, so to speak, yeah. and like really. I like bench like barbell, but like I think, yeah, I'd probably go with dumbbell just because it's easier for me. All right, so we did core. Should we just go straight to arms? Mount Bicipius. <sighs> the biceps, man. I do so many variations. This is hard. So I'll I'll, I'll start it off and <laughs> let you think <laughs> of all. <laughs> Can I pick a few? Your top seven <laughs> bicep curls. Um, no, uh, I was training with with uh, John Russin, Luca, Hugh, um, and, and Jay Wong uh, the first time that he was here. And he took us through, because, uh, you know, Justin is like a MacGyver when it comes to, like, different exercises. Right. So he set up this preacher curl with, like, the uh, the back extension thing somehow. And uh, so John was like, hey, like, come try this dumbbell exercise. So re- really what you're doing is it's you grab a couple of dumbbells and then you start with a neutral grip. Right. So like right by your sides, as you come up, you get into a supinated position. So like you drive your pinkies up towards your your bicep and then you lift your elbows, and then you lift your elbows up and then slowly control that back yep. down. Yep. Like, man, like 20 the, pound dumbbells. And that's what's funny is like lifting exercise. the elbows is a huge game changer. And I, yeah. I got that from Christian Thibodeau way back. Yeah. Um, which is actually, that's, that's what I was going to choose. Um, no, but it wasn't, <laughs> I'm going to take it a step further. So, um, Chris Barricat, if you got if you guys are into like science based bodybuilding shit, Christopher Barricat, check B R A R A K A T. It's like, yeah, it's crazy, but check him out on Instagram because he uh, he's actually so he's our age, but he's just fishing up fishing up in Tampa where it's like the mecca of like college lab like bodybuilding shit. So he's in the lab all the time. I met him at that conference I went to in Missouri, oh, okay. so I've stayed in touch with him and he always post like the craziest content he's doing. So he actually, uh, it's pretty dope. Like he, I think he linked up with bodybuilding.com. So they're having him like film videos now for their website that he's like going over the science. So I'm just going to give his, uh, bicep curl choice because like it proved on the test to be the, literally the best one. So the same exact thing you just did, but just leaning forward. So he was on a chest supported. So that's what, yeah, I forgot to mention that. Like John had us do that. Okay. So yeah, he was chest supported and then it's just like, but that way, like the big key here is, is you have to get full lockout at the bottom. A lot of people don't lock out, but we have to remember that the stretch phase is one of the most important phases of hypertrophy. So letting your elbow lock out, which means don't go super heavy. Curl up, lift the elbows, um, pretty much almost go to your f- forehead with right. the dumbbells while right. you're on an incline bench like a chest supported row would be. And so I, I like that one the best. I think it's interesting that a lot of people, especially in the functional fitness realm, tend to shit on bicep curls, right? But like if you think about it, right, everything's responsible for something, right? Like if you like, you should put an emphasis on, yeah. on something. You know what I mean? Like you don't you necessarily have to. Like if you do chin ups, yes, you're working your biceps. Right. But well, that's um, like that's why I did that post yesterday. I was like, uh, five ways to work your biceps without doing a curl. But if you're not doing all those things I mentioned, which is like rowing twice as much you push, like all these things, then I, I mean, obviously I still do extra work. But I think every muscle in your body should be worked. Right. Shit. Even Andy, uh, when I was talking to him, he was we we're kind of going back and forth on like what we're doing for training. And I mentioned that I started boxing and he suggested that I add in some extra uh, like high rep, like low weight bicep, yeah. Shoulders, bicep work. shoulder stability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like in, in just keeping my elbows healthy yeah. by keeping uh, more muscle. So, but yeah, I would definitely go with that one. Yeah. Um, triceps. Press downs, either cable or um, 
Try, uh, to me, or bands. The cable machine works so much better yeah, for triceps it does. than well, anything Well, because you else. can you can actually control the weight, whereas yeah, the, the, the band, band is, is yeah, it, it varies. The and resistance varies. I would go straight bar cable pushdowns because like I get way more activation if I can keep it here and keep it really close to my body. Yeah, lock out at the bottom, control it down. See, see I like I do like the rope, um, which is like totally out of my kind of like how I you know my my practice, but. Um, just because we don't, we don't use it on a, on a daily basis. But even when I have people do band press downs, like it's just the act of being of able to rotate pushing. Out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, forearms loaded carries. Yeah. I think it depends which part of your forearm, like I would say loaded carries, but I actually like cross body, um, cross body curls a lot and you can go heavy with those and kind of like shrug it up. And it's not really, you're not really focusing on your biceps. You're focusing on, is it the brachialis Mm -hmm. right outside your elbow? So pretty much locking out, crossing your body to the other shoulder and keeping that neutral grip. Um, And you can, like I said, you can go heavy and control down, but that's definitely going to be my, because it's hard to, that top part of your forearm next to your elbow is harder to hit with carries where you get the inside like crazy. I, I just feel like I do so much grip stuff. To where you don't really implement it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. even when we do carries, grip's not really our goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I do carries for core stability, for upper back work, shoulder work, not really. I, I will say too, like, and this is has nothing to do with kind of the topic that we're on, but like when you, it, it, but it's interesting though, because like a lot of people, they sit down, they type all day or they're on their phone or they're driving or when you work out and you're constantly mm-hmm. here like squeezing shit or in this in this flex position um like doing wrist mobility and, and stretching out your your forearms is i mean you got to think about how much you use it right yeah. like and a lot of people they they don't have you know a, a lot of mobility in their wrist right. um and and then That's why it hurts when they do push-ups. Elbow and elbows start to 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 hurt. Um, shoulders start to hurt. Yep. So in in a lot of the times, um, I'll have I'll take people through these wrist exercises and and it'll improve. So yeah. Um, just a little side note. All right, let's uh, let's finish with what's your favorite muscle to train? Chest. Chest. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. Man, as as of as of late, it's been it's been glutes. It's been glutes. I don't enjoy that because then it hurts to sit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, everybody. Knows I don't. I, I just. I think it's. I think that. for me, it's just because it's like the biggest muscle. Um, yeah. and I mean, it's just absolutely necessary to to put emphasis on. So, and and I think that a lot of guys really don't don't do it no they don't right like it, it seems like a girly or like that's and that's everybody one of the thinks ones there's like, a puss they're a pussy yeah. if they do like hip abductions it's like man I, like, you absolutely I, need that I, I i was utilizing that machine twice a week if and if i wasn't at uh, la fitness and i was at vigor it was with bands but like abduction is huge dude uh, i won't even lie like i used to work at la fitness when i was like 18 19 years old and i would i would like roast people for yeah getting on oh that. yeah me too back in the day <laughs> like but no, I think like in glutes and your upper back are two things you can do really frequently too. So I, I do some kind of glute activation and some kind of upper back activation mm-hmm. every single day. Right. But I mean, I'm a meathead, so I go with biceps. That's my favorite thing ever. I love training them. Nothing like a nice bicep pump to me. Oh. Oh. Boom.
This podcast is sponsored by Vigor Ground Fitness and Performance. Whether you live in the Seattle area or not, click the link below and find an opportunity to transform your body in 12 weeks or less where you get more structure, more access, more accountability, and a follow-along program that can give you the results to take you from point A to point B. Once again, click the link below to discover how you can do that.